Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hodum with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? As the NFL season comes to a close, some players may be considering careers in media. Nate Burleson, a wide receiver for 11 seasons who is the only player in NFL history to have three punt returns of 90 or more yards, joined the NFL Today on CBS in 2017. He's also an analyst on NFL Network's Good Morning Football. He says he took advantage of an annual league event to gain on-camera experience. For me, I was your uh, typical wide receiver, which is a little bit of a diva. So most of the things that I did, um, I, I, I did it because I wanted to hear myself speak. Uh, it was a radio show with the local team or even um, an interview show that I did with the Detroit Lions where I just sat down with my teammates. Uh, but then I ended up going to the broadcast boot camp, which is one of the boot camps that the NFL offer. And I actually uh, saw JB there. And uh, James Brown was one of those guys that every player looked up to. And I was a little bit of a standout, you could say, um, mostly because I, I find comfort in being on the big stage, which that's what I feel like TV is. But more importantly than me being a standout, when I walked away, I realized how much I didn't know about the art, the craft of being on TV, um, just the small things, you know, being concise with your points, um, having something to say, eliminating the ums and likes and uhs, um, also knowing what to do with your hands like Ricky Bobby, all of these little tiny things that I just wasn't quite sure about. I, I got excited about that because I felt like a rookie again. Um, and I think that was the moment where I thought to myself, if I do go into TV, I'm going to have to be a rookie again. I'm going to have to put those 10,000 hours in again. And as I level up, I'm going to have to listen a lot more than I talk, which is why if you look back to my first year with uh, the CBS family, I was just soaking up knowledge from all of these cool guys that I work with. So it took some time. I didn't know right away when I was playing, but towards the end of my career, I started to make that shift towards possibly becoming a TV personality. James Brown, who hosted a record 10th Super Bowl pregame show on Sunday, acknowledges the time he spent with Burleson and told CBS Sports chairman Sean McManus that Nate was a natural. Nate Burleson, thinking that he would jump into TV, but took the time to learn. I've been blessed to host and moderate the NFL's broadcast boot camp since its inception for about 13 years. Nate was the best talent ever through that. When Sean McManus asked me about him, my description of Nate was he's out of the box ready to do TV on any platform. Now colleagues on the NFL today, Brown says Burleson has made the show better and hipper. Nate has pushed all of us to become more relevant and hip with the explanations. When he called me an OG, I had no idea what that meant. I thought it was old guard. He said no original gangster. So I've got my vocabulary better. Burleson compares Brown's role as the host of the CBS pregame show to a boxing promoter. 
He also gives props to the veteran broadcaster following his example in the network studio the way he followed a Hall of Famer when he was selected in the third round of the 2003 draft by the Minnesota Vikings. He is an instigator. Um, if we come in really chill and low-key, uh, before you know it, we're bickering at each other. JV's just sitting back with his arms crossed. He's like, is that James Brown or Don King? Because he definitely didn't sold a fight at the beginning of the show. Um, but but JV is great because he knows how to speak to each of us. I mean, because we all have our way of communicating. And I think that's the mark of a great leader and a great coach for what it's worth. Uh, but, you know, JB will ask you a, a simple question that you know he knows the answer to about football. And he's like, uh, Nate, enlighten me. So, so what was going on with that two-minute drill? And I'm like, JB, now I know you know what's going on, but really all he's doing is allowing me to talk so I have more confidence in myself. Uh, but it, re it really is a joy. I was told as a rookie, um, watch the best on the team. So when I came in, I was looking at Randy Moss. I was checking out how Dante Culpepper did things, you know, guys on the defensive side of the ball that were the leaders. So I do the same thing in TV. When JB's reading, I just sit there and stare at him. And, um, and it, it helps me. So I, I, I can never do what he does with the, with the grace and ease that he does it with. Um, but yeah, JB is always on the money. He will mess up a word every three years. And for us, it's shocking. The whole studio just stops. It's like the record skips. Like, whoa, whoa, what? Did you read that wrong or what's going on? Um, but yeah, JB's the man. I, I love working with him. During wildcard weekend, Burleson was in the booth for the Nickelodeon production of the Chicago Bears New Orleans Saints game. He says the telecast was a way to reach new audiences, something Viacom CBS and the NFL would like to do going forward. As far as the success of the Nickelodeon broadcast, I feel like the NFL is a unique sport in the sense that it already brings uh, different types of people together, different races, religions, um, men, women, young, old. But even with that said, there's, there's these pockets of demographics, if you will, that we could speak to um, a little bit better. And I feel like the combination of the NFL, CBS, and Nickelodeon coming together and being able to speak a different language while explaining the same type of football that we all love, um, it hit home. And, and there's, there's the, the casual fan that, that watches football that understands all of the X's and O's and loves it when we talk. Uh, you know, I'll call that the traditionalist. And then there's that, that fan that still wants to sit in front of the TV, but a lot of the information get, gets lost in translation. In that broadcast, we tried our best to speak to the five-year-old and the 50-year-old. And I didn't want to talk down to the five-year-old or insult the 50-year-old that might've been watching. So finding that balance in between um, and then along with the aesthetics of the game being visually pleasing, I think it just hit home. Um, and it, it spoke to different generations of people that are all kids at heart. And, and, and what happens is once we watch the game in that format, we realize, holy smokes, this is, this is a kid's game. So it's okay to, to laugh a little and have fun a little bit while we're watching it. Um, so to have both, which is great, you know, you don't have to choose, which is awesome. Everybody can tune in to Jim Nance and Tony Romo covering the game. Um, but then for those who want to watch Nickelodeon, um, you can be just as pleased with your viewing. When it comes to more Nickelodeon games, Burleson has an unlikely ally in a Super Bowl champion coach and fellow NFL Today analyst. However, Bill Cower makes a compelling argument. 
Another analyst, Boomer Esiason, likes the idea for a different reason, and Burleson gets the last word. And I said this to Nate when he came back. I said, you know, if you don't know the game of football, try to explain it to somebody. Try to explain why one time you go across at seven points. Why is it three points? Why is it only one point if you make that field goal? Why, why if you only go nine yards after three downs, you punt the ball and somebody else gets four downs? What is the thing about the clock? Why is it 40 seconds and 25 seconds? But so think about the element of what you're trying to teach our young people, which I think we should do a Nickelodeon opening week every year, promote it. Hey, forgot about the game of football? Let's refresh your memory because they speak baby talk. I was listening to that, promote that. I'm going, wow, ingenious. Because, you know, I go back, I said, you know, we won a championship. My daughter was at was working at a bar in Ireland. And she says, my dad won a world championship. And the guy goes, you Americans, you call it a world championship and you're the ones that play the game. I'm going, Lauren, guy's got a good point there. I said, so she was getting mad at him. I go, no, 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 he's got a good point. So we have everybody coming across to our country that come in, they see this, really love this energy about what's this game of football? I would say, Go to that Nickelodeon telecast. They speak to you in terms where you might get a chance to understand it. Then you can start to watch our show. <laughs> so, um, but again, I go back. I think that is a rule that will be discussed and um, hopefully it'll be a change. And that would get Nate out of the studio. So that would give us more airtime. <laughs> I'll give you more airtime, boom, you. <laughs> Looking at the success of the Kansas City Chiefs, Burleson credits stability within the organization for the winning run of head coach Andy Reid and quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Speaking on Andy Reid, there's something to be said about walking into the facility year in and year out and seeing guys that you trust that are your coaches. I mean, you know, the, the recent discussion in the NFL, Deshaun Watson, why does he want to leave? The turnover and not being involved in the coaching hiring. Um, you look at Matt Stafford, he's just like, all right, as much as I love Detroit, I just can't do it. Another head coach, another coordinator, do I have to do this again? You have Patrick Mahomes who walks into that facility, he sees Andy Reid, he sees Eric Bieniemy, which it's a blessing in disguise for the team that Eric Bieniemy isn't gone, but it's a great thing if you're a Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, offensive lineman, wide receiver, or running back, because you have that level of consistency. So it's not just the players that they retain. It's also the coaching staff. And, it, and, it's, and it's not usual for, for teams to sit there and not pluck from a squad like this. Now, I think we all believe it's going to happen sooner than later. Uh, eventually, coaches will leave and players will leave. But in the meantime, Win as much as you can. Last fall, Kyle Long began his TV career after seven years as an offensive lineman with the Bears. Long joined CBS Sports Network's That Other pregame show, following father Howie at Fox and brother Chris at Amazon Prime Video. The three-time Pro Bowler echoes Burleson's sentiments on Deshaun Watson. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I want to go somewhere where I feel loved, respected, and also um, where I feel welcome in the locker room and I feel comfortable. You look at the Kansas City staff, the Tampa Bay staff, and, you know, these guys are relatable dudes. Uh, a lot of them played. You, you look at the enemy and he's a guy that understands the game. He understands what goes into playing. And, uh, you know, this is an echoed sentiment up and down these coaching rosters from both of these teams. They understand what goes into playing the game. 
And it's a new game, and hopefully Deshaun Watson has an opportunity to go somewhere and dominate because he's as fun as there is to watch in the league. Another addition to the CBS roster last year, Charles Davis, is a Tennessee Sports Hall of Famer after starting all four years in Knoxville before signing a rookie free agent contract with the Dallas Cowboys in 1987. Davis credits Andy Reid's success to the coach's respect for the college game, and he likens Reid to a big-screen character played by Brad Pitt, who keeps getting younger. To me, he's Benjamin Button. And what I mean by that is Andy has managed to stay young in his play calling because he's embraced what the college game is giving us. Because so many people have, have, have the college game sent us, sent us so many things that the NFL resisted and said, nope, that's Joe College stuff. We don't do that. I go back to the lockout of 2011 where you had to get those quarterbacks going. Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, all that crew. And there was no off season, no OTAs, no mini camps. And these coordinators said, I got to give them something that works. And they did some college. Oh, oh, that, that actually is working. And things kept going on from there. But Andy, you know, I remember talking with him once. I'll be, I'll stop here. He said he sits at his desk during the week and he's working on things and he'll have on a college game. You know, we have those action games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and he'll see things, jot it down put it to his team, see, okay, what piece works here? I got to change this here, but boy, I think that could really work. So that's why I call him Benjamin Button. He has gotten younger in his play calling, and I don't think anyone has more fun in designing offense and executing offense in the team in Kansas City. When Davis looks at Mahomes and fellow MVP Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, he sees another Tennessee gridiron star who led Tennessee State to the National Black College Football Championship in 1966. But the NFL hadn't evolved to showcase that player's talents over 50 years ago. The league could have had this a number of years ago, but chose not to because the league didn't believe in that. You asked about, is it sustainable? Can this happen? Guys like Eldridge Dickey coming out of Tennessee State when he was drafted in the first round in the late 60s, he would have been the early forerunner of what we're talking about now, but they made him a wide receiver. So we could have had this type of thing. Fran Tarkenton was a bit of an anomaly. Norm Van Brocklin, his coach, used to scream at him all the time, Francis, you only leave the pocket out of sheer fright. But we don't do that anymore. We allow these guys to be who they are and it's, in a lot of ways, it's made the game a lot better. The Oakland Raiders picked Dickey in the first round of the 1968 draft. Then, in the second round of that year's player selection meeting, the team chose Ken Stabler, who would become an MVP, Super Bowl champion, and Hall of Fame quarterback for Oakland. Looking ahead to the 2021 NFL draft, Davis, who also serves as a draft analyst for the NFL Network, discusses a quarterback in the mold of Dickey and Mahomes, and NFL.com's first mock draft slots this signal caller as the 12th overall pick to the 49ers. Trey Lance, from what I've seen at North Dakota State, I have to do a heck of a lot more work. I'm not about to act like I've got it all down. He's what the NFL is looking for nowadays, and maybe I should rephrase that. He's what the NFL is accepting nowadays. Mobile, strong quarterback, can make plays with his legs and his arm as well, not trying to box him in and make him play from the pocket like we did years ago. And people keep talking about how the game continues to change. And I continue to tell everyone, and I firmly believe this, the NFL could have had this a lot of years ago if they'd been willing to accept it. But they were very stodgy about how they did things, as you well know. And now this is what we're getting. The only thing about Trey Lance, remember, he'd be a redshirt sophomore. You know what I mean? So you don't have a lot of starts and that's one of the things that some teams worry about a little bit in terms of experience. As some pro players like Burleson, Long, and Davis join the ranks of the media, 
New stars like Lance will emerge in the 86th annual draft, Thursday, April 29th through Saturday, May 1st in Cleveland, Ohio. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes and find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V dot com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.